0: Welcome to Brainstuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, Brainstuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. Even when there isn't a pandemic on, we all know we're supposed to wash our hands, especially before we eat or after we've touched something gross. But that wasn't always the case. As recently as the 1800s, a doctor was mocked for even suggesting that physicians wash their hands before working with patients. And that, dear listener, is how we begin the strange and sad story of Ignaz Semmelweis, a 19th century doctor sometimes called the father of infection control. Semmelweis was born in Hungary in 1818, and after graduating from medical school, he started a job at Vienna General Hospital in Austria in 1846. There, he became aghast at the mortality rate of new mothers in one of the hospital's wards. In this ward, up to 18% of new mothers were dying from what was then called childbed fever or pure puerperal fever. Uh, We know today that this is a fever caused by infection of the reproductive or urinary tract in new mothers. Yet in another of the hospital's wards where midwives, instead of doctors, delivered all of the babies, only about 2% of mothers died of this then mysterious fever. Zemmelweis began reasoning his way to the root of the problem. He considered climate and crowding, but eventually ruled those factors out. In the end, the midwives themselves seemed to be the only real difference between the two wards. Then Zemmelweis had an epiphany. One of the hospital's doctors, a pathologist, accidentally nicked himself with a scalpel that he'd used during an autopsy of one of these unfortunate mothers. The doctor was sickened with childbed fever and he died. Zemmelweis made the connection that doctors were performing autopsies on patients who had died of childbed fever and then immediately afterward going to deliver babies without stopping to wash their hands. He suspected that this was the source of the deadly problem. We spoke via email with Dana Tlodzieski, a philosophy professor at Purdue University, whose name I hope I am pronouncing correctly. she explained, basically, his hypothesis here was that it was cadaveric matter from the scalpel that entered the pathologist's blood and caused the infection, and that same material could be transferred to the women on the hands of the doctors because the doctors would do autopsies and then go straight to examine the women who had given birth without washing their hands, changing their clothes, or basically taking any hygienic measures at all. He then tested this hypothesis by requiring people who had performed autopsies to wash their hands with chloride of lime, a disinfectant, before attending the women, and after this, the mortality rate in the first clinic fell to that of the second. You'd think that Semmelweis's fellow doctors would have lauded him for this discovery, But you'd be wrong. You see, in the 1840s, germ theory hadn't been conceived yet. That's the theory that diseases are caused by organisms not visible to the naked eye. People still suspected that diseases transferred from one person to another via toxic odors, not bacteria or viruses. This was called miasma theory. In washing their hands, they probably wanted to be rid of whatever was causing a bad odor, not to kill germs that might wreak havoc on them or someone else. We also spoke via email with Michael Millenson, an adjunct professor of medicine at Northwestern University. He said, Physicians of Zimmelweis's time simply did not understand or believe that something microscopic could be wreaking such havoc on their patients. They literally believed their own eyes. Lest we feel too smug, consider how many people currently embrace a lack of COVID 19 deaths among people like me, geographically, racially, economically, or otherwise as evidence that scientists are overestimating the pandemic's risk. Better hand-washing regimens dramatically improved death rates at the maternity ward, but Semmelweis's colleagues were, at best, miffed at the implication that their ignorance was killing their own patients, and perhaps the implication that midwives were better at delivering babies than they were. It didn't help that Semmelweis essentially laid the deaths of the ward's mothers at the feet of his superiors, His own supervisor countered that the hospital's new ventilation system must be the reason for the decline in maternity deaths. Also, Semmelweis was a Hungarian in Austria, a foreigner working in a country in the throes of xenophobia. So those doctors rejected his theories and Semmelweis himself as being inferior. They opted to stick with their miasma theory and for good measure in 1849 did not renew Semmelweis's appointment. Zemmelweis eventually got a medical position in Budapest, where he, according to the British Medical Journal, quote, publicly harangued doctors and nurses about hand-washing and reduced maternal mortality. He eventually published a book on the subject some 14 years later, but it was poorly written and poorly received. Possibly experiencing a mental disorder or extreme stress from his rejection by the medical establishment, Zemmelweis ended up a patient in an asylum in 1865. Weeks later, he was dead of an infection from a wound that he received in the facility. He was just 47 years old. Zemmelweis left behind a monumental legacy, but the tragedy of his story has made it garner a few myths. One of those being that Zemelweiss was the first to suggest a theory about doctors transmitting germs. Tlodzieski said, he wasn't really a pioneer. Other people before Zemmelweis had hit upon the idea that childbed fever could be transmitted from doctor or midwife to patient. For example, Alexander Gordon of Aberdeen showed in 1795 that childbed fever was almost always transmitted by doctors or midwives, and also that it was connected to a kind of streptococcal skin rash. He also thought that the best treatment was copious bleeding. In the States, famously, there was Oliver Wendell Holmes, who was a physician but is now much better known as a poet, who wrote a very elegant essay called The Contagiousness of Peuperal Fever in 1843, a year before Zemelweiss even completed his M.D. Another misunderstanding is that doctors of his time outright rejected Zemelweiss's ideas about handwashing. They didn't entirely. They just attributed coming down with childbed fever to a range of variables, such as predisposition, environment, and many other factors. Tuladzieski said, Because people already had such a long list, adding cadaveric or decomposing animal matter really wasn't a big deal to them. And lots of people, some of them pretty big shots, did add this to their list and started disinfecting their hands. So it's just not true that that part was universally rejected. Later in the 1860s, Louis Pasteur started working on what would eventually become the theoretical explanation behind Zimmelweiss's observations. And in the 1880s, thanks to the pioneering work of Joseph Lister and others, people started using antiseptic techniques in surgical and maternity wards, which is when mortality rates from childbed fever really began to fall, along with many other in-hospital mortality rates. But even after scientists realized that Zimmelweiss had been right all along about handwashing, this simple act still remains a challenge throughout society. That's partially because even though we now know that germs are there, we human beings still sometimes trust what we see and discount what we can't. A January 2020 poll found 40% of Americans don't always wash their hands after going to the bathroom. Even doctors and nurses may rationalize that their own behavior has nothing to do with spreading disease. Millinson said, Patients get infections for many reasons. They come into contact with many people and many objects and have compromised immune systems. And by definition, those who forget to wash or don't do it properly don't know that they forgot or were ineffective. Millinson points out that there is still no requirement that hospitals reach a certain threshold on hand hygiene, only that they have a program in place to improve it. He said, almost as bad, the US Centers for Disease Control doesn't monitor a national hand hygiene rate in hospitals, which often hovers in the 10 to 40% range. On average, US healthcare providers clean their hands less than half the times that they should, according to the most recent CDC study, which was 18 years ago. It's too soon to have numbers on how the COVID 19 pandemic has affected hand hygiene in hospitals, though anecdotal evidence suggests it's put healthcare providers on high alert. During this time, Zimmelweis is even seeing a resurgence in pop culture. He was honored with a Google Doodle in March of 2020 and an opera about him, which premiered in 2018 was live-streamed in May of 2020. Finally, there's this bright spot. Millenson quipped, I like to tell provider audiences, the good news is that we've made significant progress since Semmelweis' time. We no longer put people who insist on doctors washing their hands into an insane asylum. Today's episode was written by Nathan Chandler and produced by Tyler Klang. For more on this and lots of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com.